Coach Ball is live. Welcome, everybody, to episode 88 of Football is Life, coming to you live from the WECB studio the underground sound of emerson college i am not my mutis i am down here in the basement of the anson building wecb uh, by myself but joined on zoom by my two great co-hosts ethan cooney hello everybody how's it going and matthew powell hello hello May thy knife chip and shatter. <laughs> Perfect. We're going to get a cease and desist from Warner Brothers now. They're not happy yeah. about that. Yeah, I put that too early into the episode. You're supposed to bury those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Denny is pretty uh, He's pretty chill. Uh, yeah, so you know Denny. Denny. You could technically yeah. say Denny is your boss or was your boss. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, I'm I'm one one degree of separation from from him or less. I I have actually met him. Um, all right. Oh, you did meet him? Yeah, I met him. I did meet him. But uh, that but but Dune is in soccer. Dune is in football. <laughs> we're we're talking about football. We got a lot to get to today, guys. The new MOS season has started. How we yeah. feeling? Uh, can can I go? Can I skip to the next season? Can all of us skip to the next season? None of our teams <laughs> won uh, week one. Um, Matt, MLS yeah. is back. How are you feeling? I'm super excited. Uh, I think I think this is shaping up to be a good season. I think there's sort of like a, the Eastern Conference is going to be really exciting this year. There's It feels like anybody could win it. Um, and that's taking into account that Miami is here and Miami should win it. So the fact that I think there are probably five other teams that have a real shot um, of coming out of the East is is exciting. Let's uh, let's go around. And let's say what our favorite uh, our favorite thing from this past weekend was, uh, or news that we want to bring up. Ethan, um, Ethan, uh, you let let's start with you. What was your favorite thing that you saw from uh, this weekend in MOS? Hmm. Hmm. You know, that's a tough question. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go ahead and say nothing. I don't know. I look, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty biased person. I'm not going to lie. I care. I, I don't really like any MLS team that is not NYCFC. I will say from this show, I've, I have, I have some soft spots for uh, Nashville and the Sounders now. Um, more than I did before, but pretty much any team that's not NYCFC, I am at least indifferent towards, and that. But that's that's the least. That's the that's the soft end of the spectrum. So because NYCFC did lose last week, which we'll get into later, I'm sure. Um, I'm I I don't know. I didn't really enjoy anything. I did. It was kind of nice. I I mean, no, it wasn't nice to see LAFC beat Seattle because I was in a room, you know, with you and, and another uh, Seattle fan. And so it wasn't the, it wasn't the most fun thing, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was, just, it was a tough weekend. All right. Let's go over to you, Matt. What was your favorite thing that you saw this weekend? Well, the, I don't know if anybody saw this, but the, the FC Dallas, cowboy hat thing they've got going on is very cool fabulous they they put on some cowboy hats after the game and then their their twitter admin photoshopped a cowboy hat onto the earth as the as the lore kind of grew um and i don't know what exactly that uh meant but it spoke to me so i thought that was cool and then also a funny one is the uh i don't know how funny this is um but one of the Mocha players did not make it back. He, while on a layover, he snuck away from the team and stayed here. Oh, he defected. So, we got a defector. Yes. That's pretty common for a for Mocha stuff to defector. happen in uh, 
to happen in CCO or or did or I guess CCC, but to happen in uh in Concacaf competitions, there's always that happens with like one or or multiple of the teams every every Concacaf Gold Cup. Obviously, that's how um that's how uh, Osvaldo Alonso ended up coming to MOS. He originally defected from the Cub- the Cuban national team uh, when he was here with the Gold Cup. They all walked into a Walmart, and he walked out first. Got in the car, flew to Florida, and we're giving I'm giving Alonso some love now because uh, he has retired a Sounder. He has done what I called retiring a Sounder as he should, signing the one day contact contract. Um, I'm assuming that he will be doing the scarves up uh, announcement that call today at the game. Um, or maybe he'll just be getting the golden scarf. We shall see. But Ozzy Alonso, an absolute legend of this league, who helped us win uh, our first MOS Cup. Um, the thing that I want to bring up uh, from this past weekend is uh, is the refereeing. Uh, after the first referee, after the first game, the RSL versus Miami game on Wednesday, we said the refereeing was pretty good. Um, that was not the case for the rest of the week. Um, I think the refereeing was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty good in the Sounders game. Uh, the Sounders get a penalty off Aaron Longwataka. We can talk more about that a little laying on. That was the correct call. But we go to the game, the other game that Messi was in uh, versus the LA Galaxy. The refing was terrible. This and this is the game that everyone is watching. This is the game that David Beckham is is at is coming back to LA. And the refereeing was terrible. The ref didn't did not look professional at all. Uh he gave uh Delgado of the Galaxy a a yellow card which cost them the game uh in the 87th minute then when Messi scores in the 92nd minute uh that Stephanie that Stephanie had to affect it as Miami really looked bad in this game. They looked really, really bad. Uh, and uh, we go even back to to that that play where it was Sergio Busquets, who uh, he falls down and doesn't get touched. Touch. That should have been a yellow card for him. Uh, and, that, and he should have already gotten a red card. He had a really bad tackle, which he got a first yellow card on. But he also gave away the penalty to the Galaxy first half. And uh, I texted both of you guys, like, this ref just gave him a red card because I thought it w- it had happened, but he had not actually given a yellow card uh, the first time. So he wasn't off, and he should have gotten a red card. Miami was bad. I'm starting to really doubt, like, anyone who says that Miami is going to be MLS Cup uh, champs because they've looked not very good for multiple halves of this season. So far, uh, Matt, do you have any thoughts on the refereeing or Inter Miami in general so far about anything with Inter Miami has surprised I, you? I I would say that I would have expected them to come out quicker, but I don't think it's shocking that um, the team of eighty-year-olds that they've ascended is taking their time to get into the season. I I, I would say <laughs> that they'll hit their stride later, and when they hit their stride, they'll be the most talented team MLS has ever seen. Um, I don't think that's even disputable. You want to talk about like, like actual quality or like what's the best team ever, then we can have a conversation, but this is the most talented team MLS has ever seen. And I think they'll hit their stride. That's true. There is a distinction between talent and success. I feel like. Yeah. They could be the most talented team of all time. Will they be a good team? And it's the, it's the same thing. Like, you can spend lots of money. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win championships. We saw that with Toronto. We saw that with the New York Mets. Oh, boy, yeah. Like, uh, it's very entertaining when this team fails. But that being said, I picked Luis Suarez first in the Golden Boot draft. And I, while he has looked old and injured while in these first two games, I'm expecting him to get hot. Um, he scored a lot of goals when he was in Brazil uh, last year. I think he is still capable of scoring a bunch of goals in MOS. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of goal scorers, 
I'm currently in the lead. Uh, and uh, Matt, still waiting this to get... This is fake news. We didn't need to bring that up. Uh, Matt, you're still waiting to get on the... To get on the board, um, you you feeling a little worried already? No worries. I your <laughs> Benteke has scored half of his goals for the season. <laughs> I, I I'm not worried about my long term prospects. Actually, if I have a slow start, I'll get the first pick in the uh, extra the half the mid season draft, and then it's really over. Yeah, mm-hmm. assuming Boanga stays in MLS. Yeah, dude, I'm not I'm not scared. Uh, I feel like it's a tough shot at uh, Benteke. Benteke was—he scored more than six goals last year. You—you you think that uh, the only place that goals are coming from on DC, he's gonna—that's just gonna stop. We don't think DC is going. Did mean, he score last season? Was he like eleven? Was he ten or eleven? Or I think he—I think he, he just 14. got over eleven. Yeah. But that was. But. This is with a full preseason and a full like he's he's like completely cemented with the team like, and it seems like he really enjoys being on the field like he's always gonna be a menace. Uh, he's just such a big player for DC, um, and in the league like, and he was he was always scoring goals when he was uh when he was in Europe. I uh I conferred with my stats guy. And uh, Ben Teke scored 14 goals last year. Nice call, Matt. Nice call. Four assists. Well, I threw out I threw out three numbers, so like, <laughs> yeah. I got a pretty good shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them bet- was 14. It's between one and 15. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about the news that came out uh, earlier today. Coming from FIFA, coming from Giovanni Inventino, who has said that blue cards will not be adopted by FIFA. Uh, very strong response from from FIFA. FIFA has been known to uh, to go back on what they've said many times. Do you guys think that this is uh, to stay and this is a good thing? Yeah, blue cards should never be implemented into the game. There's enough cards, just use those cards. Two is good. Yeah, the blue card doesn't really add anything new to the game. Because it's a caution, but that's already what a yellow card is. A yellow card is already a a punishment in a a sense to just say, you're you're doing a lot of bad stuff right now, stop doing that, or you're going to get kicked out of the game if you do it again. And so it, it doesn't really make sense to get kicked out of the game for 10 minutes just to come back. And it's, I don't know, it, it's just odd. It never was really going to work out in in this sport. It works in hockey because it's such a small, condensed, fast-paced game. Um, and while soccer can be fast-paced, it's just, it's it's on a much grander scale than hockey. And it just, I, I don't really think it was ever going to work like it does in hockey. Also, imagine the time wasting that would happen over the course of those ten minutes. Oh my God! Yeah, throw-ins, yeah. throw-ins would take forty-five seconds. Free <laughs> kicks would take two minutes. Yeah, and it's because yeah. you you have yeah you have someone coming back. Like, there's no yeah. reason to play the game for those yeah. ten minutes. If Messi gets put in the sin bin, Miami are not going to play. They're just going to wait until Messi can come back in. Like, it's yeah. I didn't even think about that, Matt. That's a great point. Yeah, especially if we're not going to force the, the yellow card time-wasting, if we're already not going to give yellow cards for that, like then why why do we believe that suspending people with blue cards is going to work at all? All right. Um, also, why yeah. is it blue? Them, it doesn't make any sense. Like, just like uh, just from a color it's a nice standpoint. Color. You think it should be orange? Oh, look, I love blue. I like blue the color is blue. Like, blue is my favorite color, how original. But you know why? Like what we've been saying. Like I feel like the soccer world has been saying orange card for years. He he even says at least kind of an in between between yellow and red. But where does blue come from? Giovanni Infantino even said that. He even said that. Like how do you go from how do you go from red to blue? Like what? Uh, it what what color I think do you wish had a it green was? Green card. Yeah. The green a card. Green card where you get a you get some kind of boost. You get, <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah, what that boost is. I'm still workshopping this. I'm coming card. up with it on the spot. 
Yeah, you get like a you get like a, a player who can stand on the sideline and you can pass it to him, but he can't come in. He's just like a little outlet. Yeah, pass. the for, the <laughs> forward is also allowed to use their hands. You basically you could just get like the your team's entire bench to kind of create like a futsal wall, and you can like mm-hmm. kick it off against the wall. Just your entire team around like the yeah, if there's behind the goal, or you get you get one free offsides, one offsides that doesn't count. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So you can send your striker up to go like yeah, just, just stand, stand right next goal. to the keeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Maybe it's a challenge. You can then like imagine if there was challenging like they have an NFL and the uh, MLB. If like the coach was allowed to challenge a call, do you think that would be good? Like if the, I think the like, VAR already does that. Because I don't think there's any challenge that a coach. I don't think a coach would ever challenge something that wasn't going to already be reviewed by VAR. Because those are the impactful plays. Yeah, it's true. Maybe like every once in a while, there's a corner that they call instead of a goal kick when it clearly went off the wrong player. Maybe like a quick NBA style, like oh, that's clearly wrong. We're going to challenge it, but I don't see that coming to soccer. But what if not soon at least? But what if like just imagine if you were allowed to challenge? We're like. Oh, the VAR already looked at it, so you're like, you're pretty sure this is a penalty, and it's like they don't give you a penalty, and you're like, no, go back to the monitor and look at it. You are so wrong. And then if they stayed with it, that would kind of be that would be really funny if uh, if it was kind of just like, we looked at it too. Like, are you sure about that? You sure about that? That goes against my like, time limit on VAR, Devaney, but that would be very funny to see implemented. Um, all right, let's move on to our next uh, topic. Um, talk about the U.S. Open Cup. It has been announced that there will be eight first-team MOS teams, so pretty similar to what the League's Cup used to be before last year, where it was the eight teams in MOS who did the best in the Supporter Shield standings um, who are not already in CCL uh, before. Now CC, C, um so uh, with that, uh, that means we, we have um, uh, seven teams from the West because it also includes Houston since they won um, since they uh, uh, won uh, the U.S. Open Cup against Messi last year. And then we have Atlanta. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on uh, this solution to the U.S. Open Cup, which Nashville uh, will not get to compete in? I don't like it at all. Um, I feel like now that this precedent has been set, the U.S. Open Cup is, in my opinion, dead. I think there might be a couple more years where this happens, um, where it's eight teams, but we'll never be back to where we were. Because uh, at this point, MLS has leveraged its power over U.S. soccer. They called their bluff. They said, you will never like actually enforce your rules against us because we are the soccer entity in the United States. And this is a dramatic, like how like game of Thrones power play against us soccer. And, um, I'm disappointed in MLS for it. And I'm sad that our domestic, our oldest domestic cup competition is, uh, a, ver- a worse version of itself. And I'm I'm not exactly sure where it'll end up a couple years from now. Have, have, have you, you heard know. anything, uh, Matt, about Nashville getting a um, a MLS Next Pro team? Or there is one. There, it's there Huntsville FC. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's one of the ones that's not the same name. That's why I didn't track that. Um, yeah. What I'll say about the U.S. since we talked about it uh, a lot last week. As like obviously, uh, U.S. Open Cup is a much better tournament than than League's Cup in my opinion. It's more it goes with the rest of the world, so it's really a big. Sh- it's a huge shame that uh, not all the MLS teams will be in it. I'm very happy that the Sounders get to be in it, um, because if uh, the Sounder, if this is gonna be like our last chance to be in it, I would like us to uh, get that fifth. Uh, that fifth U.S. Open Cup, um, so that we can have the most out of any MOS Cup team, uh, and, and any uh, MOS U.S. Open Cup team. Um, 
with that but being I, that being I question yeah I question how good that'll feel if you beat like Orlando's MLS next pro team in the final a trophy but I don't know if Orlando's is is participating or not I don't remember but uh, how like what happens to the to the strength of this trophy now that you have like actual second teams playing in this tournament uh, I don't expect any of the MLS Next Pro teams to make it VAR. I expect it to be between the championship, the USL championship teams in MOS. And it will pretty much probably be MOS uh, besides that, since with this new arrangement, I believe like half of the MOS teams are going to host um, that when they enter in the fourth round. And then also the MOS Next Pro teams, they're entering in the first round. So they have to make it through three extra games that the MOS pro team that the MOS teams do not. I think this is a very good chance. I mean, it's still hard for the Sounders. It's gonna still be hard for the Sounders to win this tournament. LAFC's in it, uh SKC's in it. Um there are good teams. Houston, I mean, they're gonna come back, they're gonna wanna win it. They're teams that the US that uh the Sounders have str- struggled against. There's a very good chance that we will get outed to uh, LAFC again. So uh, we'll see what happens. The League's Cup uh, is a... I hate the League's Cup. Uh, and it sucks that MOS controls like all of that, and that's why this is happening. Um, but I, I, the only good thing about it for me is that the Sounders are, are going to be in it. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to add, Ethan? Can you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Anything else you wanted to add about the U.S. Open Cup? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm really disappointed that NYCFC aren't participating in this. It's it's a tournament that I've always wanted NYCFC to take a little more seriously. We've never gotten too far. I think the farthest we've gone is maybe the quarterfinals or something like that. And I don't know. It's a it's it's the domestic tournament. I you know I've always wanted to win it. It's it it should be important. And it's really upsetting to see what uh, has happened to it. And I hope that I hope that this year is an outlier and I hope that it can kind of go back to normal after this year because uh, it's it's utterly ridiculous. And I don't I don't like it. I, I don't like the way things have become and I want them to go back to normal. All right, let's uh, let's move on. We'll move on from the U.S. Open Cup and uh, we will talk about. CONCACAF Champions Cup, where Nashville has officially moved on after defeating Mocha FC 7-0 on aggregate. Uh, Matt, now you get that rematch versus Miami. We know it's happening. The first game will be on March 7th. Uh, How are you feeling, Matt, uh, moving on? Well, I I actually really like the way that... um this tournament has played out for us um, because uh, we got to have our first um, CCL win, uh, which was awesome against a team like Mocha, who we were always going to beat. Um, And we, you know, Hani gets to score our first goal. And then we have a, a, a younger player score a brace in the second game. That's awesome. Um, So, I, I really liked the our first um, matchup in Nashville's CCL history. And then I like the fact that Nashville gets to test themselves against Miami. And it's sort of like this is a chance to go all in. If you win this, you have a real shot at the whole tournament. That's the kind of momentum shifting game that can uh, or win that can drive an entire run. It's sort of like when they beat Club America and Leagues Cup and that took them all the way to the finals against Miami. Um that's that's it's that kind of confidence builder so it's sort of a chance to go all out if you lose you lose and you can put more attention into um mls because we know historically teams struggle when they play both so i i want to win ccl but i'm also glad that we run up against miami so quickly because it's either we build our the foundation for a, a winning run now or we get knocked out against a like we like we've talked about a very talented team. Um, last year, Nashville played Miami twice, and through 180 minutes, the final score would have been one-one. 
Uh, I think the game in Nashville was a League's Cup final. So that was the 1-1 game. And the game at Miami was 0-0. So Miami would have gone through on away goals. But obviously there's all kinds of dynamics at play with like Nashville not necessarily trying to score um, for like away goal reasons. But through 180 minutes, Nashville played with Miami. Miami added pieces, but so did Nashville. So we'll see. I think this this game against this Nashville game versus Miami is going to be very interesting because Miami they've looked really bad in their last two games, uh, and if it wasn't for the refereeing and then like for just like the inevitability that they are that Messi or someone on this talented team is going to do something, then that's how they have gotten points and that's why they have not lost a game this year because. There were times in this LA Galaxy game where they should, if like the Galaxy was winning by like 4-0, it would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. I think Nashville, Nashville, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who's available for this Nashville game. Um, but Nashville has incredible pace when they when they have Schaffelberg, um and then, then uh, the, who's the other, Matt, who's the other winger? Gaines. Yeah. McKenzie um, Gaines, but I do think Tyler Boyd will play. I don't know if Gaines and Schaffelberg will both make it on the field at the same time. But even still, even still, uh, if you put Boyd in there, what has really hurt uh, Miami is pace. Their defense is so slow. Their defense is so bad. Um, I think that, Na- and I, I think Nashville has more quality than the Galaxy that they should be able to put these chances away. Uh, when they are at home, like I did, like you, Nashville has to uh, bring a, they have to, they have to win their home game. Um, and I think this game is probably one of the easier games on their route to the, to the final. They're on the, it is a hard, uh, it's the hard side of the bracket. Cause it, if they make it past Miami, they're either going to play Monterey or Cincinnati, both of whom are very good. I have no idea who's going to come out of that. And then they're either going to play uh, Columbus or Houston, which is probably who you want, or Tigres or Orlando. And that's just to get to the final, which then you're probably going to see America, uh, Guadalajara, um, Pachuca. We could see the Union still. Um like it's a it's a really tough tournament. It's that's very much against Nashville. So I would say this is an easier game, and they should beat this Miami team whose defense is so bad. Uh, Ethan, thoughts? I'm on, not sure about uh, should yeah. beat, but I do agree that this is a great point in the season to catch them. I think I think this is this is when Nashville is going to have their best shot. Ethan, what are your thoughts on uh, their chances to go past Miami? I think the chance is pretty good. I think Nashville have had a better start to their season than Miami have. Nashville have had a little boost of even though they haven't won beating Miami has. beating Mocha pretty well. Um, yeah. You know, it just it feels really good to just beat down on a team it's like true. it really does. Like I and and so I think there's going to be a level of confidence that comes with that in the Nashville team. Uh, and I think they could beat. I think they could beat Miami. No problem, yeah. Especially with that Mocha player that's that's stowed away in Nashville, um, that's a big advantage as well. Yeah, did Nashville think about signing him? Charlotte Airport. Uh, I, I think he slipped away uh, at the Charlotte Airport. They were they were on a connection. Why would you go to Charlotte if were you they, had the chance to stow away? If you Nashville want, if you Charlotte. want, if you want to play games, Charlotte, you know, you could find a spot on Charlotte probably. Yeah, they're Matt. Not, they're they're under talented. Okay, so you um, you we'll, you we'll don't want there. Nashville to sign them? Uh, no, I was talking about Charlotte was under talented. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But you, I, I, the the player who did who defected. I would like Nashville to sign players up until the moment where they don't have to start Teal Bunbury. Sign players <laughs> until you make the revelation that he is not a requirement in the starting eleven. Teal Bunbury's yeah. not even that bad. There's, there's actually guy. there was a lot of discourse on Nashville Twitter about Teal Bunbury because people were being like really mean. It, it, it I'm is, not trying to be mean, yeah. but he doesn't contribute much to a winning effort. What is fun? A, a tactical. His sister wasn't game night though, so like, 
how it's like apples and oranges, you know, it's like the, oh, the, she's the in, weight of the scale. I didn't realize she's also in that. I was just thinking for I could be wrong. I, I, the only thing that I knew she was in was uh, the the show Pitch, which was on Fox, which was about a female pitcher um, getting drafted by MLB, um, which is, is pretty cool. And, um, and uh, like she becomes super famous, and um, I do think that would happen. And I think we've talked about Pitch before on Football's Life, which is probably have, the yeah. only football show, the oh, actually the only radio show or podcast that has ever talked about that show because <laughs> no one watched it. It sounds like kind of a cool show, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know if you can still watch it anywhere. Anyway, that's, you might not be able to. Uh, but I did check. Yeah. I heard back from from Jamie with stats. It was Kylie Bunbury in Game Night. Let's go. Thank you, Jamie. Um, uh, all right. So those two games. The first one is in Nashville um, on the 7th. The second one will be a week later. Um, let's get into talking about uh, the our team's games. Uh, the Sounders uh, played LAFC uh, and uh, the Sounders with lots of injuries Um Following in the end, uh, two really good goals. Uh, uh, Fry was uh, for for some of those injuries. We had, there was no Rusnak, there was no Paolo, there was no Fry, there was no Yamar, um, and uh, the Sounders come out in a four four two, which I've talked about. I wanted to see uh, that happen if. That could mean getting uh, Roy Diaz uh, out on the field next to Morris. So I was uh, happy to try it, but it uh, doesn't seem like it really worked. Um, with all the injuries, to to lose to LAFC in the way that we did, like I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it's only the first game of the season. It's a long season, obviously. I thought Andrew Thomas played really well. Um, first MLS game for him. And uh yeah, with that with that being said, um like the goals that LFZ scored were both really good. The second one especially incredible. Not even Manuel Neuer is gonna save that. Um Ethan, what are your thoughts on, on this performance from uh, the Sounders? Yeah, that second goal was great. I it was so good that I I thought it was Buanga who scored it, and mm -hmm. it, it wasn't. It, it, but it's, it was Buanga level in terms of you know LAFC players. The first goal I definitely could have been stopped. I think uh, Timothy Tillman is is just wide open in the box. Nobody's around him, um, and so there there probably could have been some Sounders player at least five yards away from him to kind of throw him off a little bit, but the penalty um, is definitely a penalty. Aaron oh, Long yes, yes. takes down, um, takes down Morris in the box and Morris probably should have done better on this attack. And Morris had a, Morris had a chance in the first half that he could have, that was right at Loris. I mean, that sums up most of the game is every chance. The Sounders really didn't have a chance that wasn't directly at Loris besides the penalty um, which Loris just didn't try on. Um, so that's another plus sure. from the game is that Bowanga didn't score. Uh, Pedro de la Vega scored. And when Pedro de la Vega came on, he looked great. Uh, hopefully he starts this next game. I'm very excited to see what's to come with him because he is exciting. I already am in love with him. Um, he has some great hair. That is not. That should not be said about uh, Elie. <laughs> Uh, Elias' hair was Ooh, terrible. Yeah. Um, don't know that what he was doing. Um, last thing I'll say: he made the wrong decision. <laughs> as, yeah. as the uh, the ads were saying, um, uh, VAR VAR for this penalty cook took way oh too long. Way too long. There's one angle. There was only one angle where you could clearly <laughs> see what happened. How are you not? How are you still looking at the monitor, Matt? And uh, it was like a yeah. two, three minute check. Like it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. Of the same, and you could really see it's glad, the same angle. I'm really glad they're showing us less soccer. I, I actually, I prefer, <laughs> I want them to add ads to soccer. I want them to stop it every couple of minutes and show me yeah. ads. 
that's that's my favorite part. So I hope there's more. Uh, that is the best VAR part checks. of American football is the commercials <laughs> every five minutes. That is, yeah, yeah. I tune in on Sundays. Yep. So yeah, I actually I mute it during the game. Yep. Yeah, because who wants to hear like you, you don't need Tony Romo explaining things to you. No, I actually, I would, I would mute Tony Romo. I do not like him as a commentator. <laughs> okay, here we are. It's the, it's fourth down. I, I'm gonna be honest there, Ethan. I think uh, the David Beckham impression is is much better than the Tony Romo. Yes, it also doesn't shred my vocal cords, and I'm gonna have to go on vocal rest now for three days because I just did that. Uh, last thing, one a great sacrifice. Another thing I will say about um, LAFC is um, I think that it really uh, they they only made one sub- substitution very late in this game. Um, I think this team right now they really don't have much depth as we're used to seeing for LAFC. So if this team gets injured and if people like Buanga aren't uh, contributing, then this team is going to struggle. I don't think it's. I I do not think, or it's I, I will say it's it is too early at this point to say that they are going to run away with the West, as some people are saying, because they need more depth. They need other people to start performing. Um, obviously, they brought back uh, uh, at He didn't really do that much in this game. We'll see what he does um, moving forward. Um, anything that you want to anything you want to add on this game, Matt? Um, not really. Uh, I, I think I think uh, De La Vega looking good is fantastic. Um, I think the Sounders and the LAFC. I think this game could matter. Uh, for the Supporter Shield, if I'm being honest, I think this game it could very be a very early key part of the race for the Supporter Shield because I think these two teams are the class of the West, and there's a chance that they because the East will take wins from the cell from themselves. There's a chance these two are at the top. I'd like to say two more things about this game, if I may. Yes. One is that I don't I don't think that the 442 is the right way to go for the Sounders. And I know it probably won't stay that way because of the injuries, but it doesn't make too much sense for me uh to play both Morris and Rui Diaz, uh especially if in the future De La Vega starts because then they there's not much that can come off the bench and revitalize the game. And I was thinking it when when we were watching that game a week ago and De La Vega was able to, you know, put some juice back into the team, but otherwise it was like you're like it's it's you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And I so I feel like start one or the other Rui Diaz or Morris so that the other can come in later on in the game and have more of an impact. Use that super sub. Yeah. Just because I feel like Rui Diaz, especially his, you know, his, his legs are slowing down a bit. He's, he's I mean, he's when he can stay on the field, and... he, I think he's still able to score 15, 16 goals. He could definitely but I get what score, but uh, he needs to get those opportunities. And I, and he he's not the kind of player, at least at this point in his career, where he can create those opportunities for himself, just because he's on the older side of things, um, and he's had many injury struggles, and so he's just not really there uh, at this point in his career. Um, I think it's I think it um, based on how we performed um, again. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see when we get Paolo back and when we get um, Rusnak back. When both of those players are on the field, um, and then you think about how those the last 15 minutes went when Pedro de la Vega was on the field um, and Leo Chu wasn't, like, we were a scary team. Uh, so I, once everyone is healthy, hopefully they can stay healthy, and I think that uh, we'll be staying up top. All right, and yeah. the other thing that I, I wanted to highlight um, is Nat's ability to trash talk. Obviously, we know we know it we know it pretty well. Matt and I, being, you know, having done this show with Nat for uh, almost two years, probably. Um, and it's it was because Nat and I we watched this game with another group of people, one of whom was an Austin fan, 
who uh, Seattle play this week. That is true. And, and it's just it's the it's the uh, it's the cojones to be losing a game that you're watching <laughs> with someone, and then the this the confidence to say to that person, "We're gonna beat you by like eight goals next week." We are. Just, that, Nat's got Nat has like the the best trash talking ability, uh, for miles. Thank you. It's a and, gift. Yeah, I so I just I just wanted to highlight that because that it's it's just it's just pretty. It's pretty funny and it's pretty it's it's admirable I think. That's uh that's I mean that that's actually a quality you you have to have that ability if you're going to be a Sounders fan. It's it's why yeah. one of our chances no one likes us. We don't care. It's that it's like Pacific your, uh... it's that Pacific Northwest like grunge vibe. Now that comes up that's a, that's little... second. Yeah. That's second. First is trash talk. But it's, it's trash talking, it, but still very left. It's on your special skills on your resume. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. All right, let's uh, let's move on, um, and we'll talk about uh, uh, NYCFC's um, loss to Charlotte. Which this atmosphere, it looked incredible. Um, not much from this game after the goal happened, honestly, um, which is pretty depressing. Um, Ethan, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it, it's a tough game. It's 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 interesting to think about. Charlotte score really early on, and it's it's not really a goal that you can do much about. Uh, the marking is obviously not as not as great as as you'd like it to be, uh, but it's kind of a, a wild header off this corner, like seven minutes in. Uh, it 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 just escapes Matt Fries's uh, outstretched hand. And it, it hits off the crossbar, and then it's just set up on a plate for, I think it was Melanda to just kind of tap it in with his head, you know, practically on the goal line. Uh, and then Charlotte, save for one or two chances, kind of disappeared for the rest of the game. Um, and it was kind of the NYCFC uh, failing to string any meaningful chances together show uh, for the rest of the game. And after this, I was very upset after this game. I I was definitely overreacting a little bit, which I'm sure you can attest to, having you know gotten many texts after the game ended. How um, how many games, Ethan? Uh, how many games do you give uh, Nick Cushing before, if nothing has changed, he's going to be fired? Yeah, I I I made a prediction. Uh, to uh, my brother Gabriel, because he he was hating even more than I was. Um, shout and, out Gabriel! Was, yeah, shout out to Gabriel. Um, and he, yeah, he was very unhappy with this game. Uh, particularly Hans Wolf, our our new player. He hated Wolf. Thought Wolf was terrible. Um, and I didn't think he was great either. But I think we were also playing him in the wrong position. We had Wolf in the middle and and Santi out on the wing. And and that made very little sense to me because it, it, you just kind of waste Santi by having him out on the wing. He really should be in the middle and be able to sort of, you know, let the attack flow through him. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I made I made a prediction um, that uh, we'll probably fire C- Cushing midway through the season. Uh, and then Medi Bellucci, our, one of our assistant coaches and former NYCFC player, do you um, think that should be sooner though? Do you think I look I think season? I think Cushing I I don't really think he should have kept his job after last season. It's not that he was he was horrible last season, but it was it was just kind of time. I think it, we didn't we didn't really get results with him and I think we really should have fired him at the end of last season so that we could have a full uh, you know, preseason with a new coach and to really get that new coach's identity, you know, built into the squad. I, I and I, I realized after the game that my issue with, with Cushing as a coach is not his tactics, because tactically I think he's fine. Uh pretty smart. Obviously he's been in the city football group for a while. That's not necessarily a fluke. Um uh, but I, I I question his man management. I, I saw a lot of people on nycfc twitter after the game uh talking about how uh this team looked like they hadn't seen each other in like a year and a half 
And and I, I agree with that. Uh, we've got these good players, but they look like they haven't played soccer with each other in in a year, which is not true. They've been playing soccer with each other for uh, like at least two years now, and especially for the last couple of months, because we don't have that many new players. Um, but they just look so disconnected, and the and the mentality doesn't seem to be there. And that's that's honestly that's more disheartening than any poor performance i think because we didn't play poorly in this game this there that connection just wasn't there well i I think saying you didn't play poorly is in uh is an understatement i think you guys played pretty poorly yes you could have played worse you could play freeze with a great penalty save it was a bad penalty but any penalty save is pretty great that was nice uh, the, the the most heartbreaking moment of this game for me is that uh, Santi Rodriguez had a, had a great opportunity at like the seventy fifth minute, right in front of goal, and he just he just kind of shanked it and sent it blazing over the crossbar, and that that really should have tied this game. Right, we should have we did deserve zero points. I think we we deserved. To I tie disagree with that. Have. I disagree with that. I don't. I think this result is fine. I think at the moment. Uh, NYCFC is far away from being an actual contender in the league. Um, they got to get a lot better if they're actually going to compete with the rest of the Eastern Conference. Um, all right, we're running out of time. Let's go to let's go over to Nashville, who tied the Red Bull 0-0. Force, uh, Emil Forsberg was the big news uh, signing for the Red Bulls. Matt, what did you think about uh, the uh, opening game for Nashville? Yeah, there's there's not much here. Uh, Nashville was injured. Um, they no DP started the game. Walker finished the last twenty minutes of the game, I think. Um, so a uh, small contribution from our best players. Um, and Nashville got beat up in every single stat statistical category and eye test um, that did not result in a goal. So Nashville lost, but um, I mean, they tied, but you can look at this from a process standpoint as a loss. Um, and they're focused somewhere else. That, yeah, they're, they're focused on the CCC, the CCL. Um, but uh, I, I mean, there, there really isn't much. Sean Davis probably should have gotten a red card. And if he'd gotten a red card, then then the uh, the Red Bulls would have won this game, no doubt. But they played a team that's known for high energy, and they played without their best players. So I wouldn't on on a short uh, week, on a short rest. So I wouldn't take anything too meaningful from this game, other than I think you are being optimistic if you think Nashville deserved a tie. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a red card. Should have gone to Sean Davis. <laughs> um, even if you're, it's a ridiculous challenge. Yeah, his his foot is way too high up. Well, like you could say, yeah, he's he's trying to go for the ball. The ball is bouncing awkwardly. Um, that's a red card. He saw the Red Bulls jersey and remembered his training. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Right now, uh, with WECB after this week, uh. It is spring break, so we will not be in the studio. And with that being the case, uh, we are going to uh, get um, our uh, Game of the Week predictions um, in the audio library so that we can prove that uh, we actually made the predictions. So the predictions (laughs) for uh, this week, our Game of the Week uh, is Red Bulls versus Houston. Matt, who do you got for the Red Bulls at Houston? I'll take Houston. I think Houston are a really cool team. I, I really like the way they play. All right. Matt is going Houston. What about you, Ethan? I got to take Houston. I'm never going to take the Red Bulls. Who do you think I am? It's it's Houston all the way. Uh, I'm going to take a tie for for this one. Um, both of these teams are exciting. I think if this game... I, I'm excited for the, the Red Bulls. I mean, Emil Forsberg, he... Everything good was pretty much happening through him in that Nashville game. Um, we'll see if he can get on the score sheet in this next one. Uh, Houston might be short-staffed in this one also, considering all the competitions they're playing in. It's true, yeah. since they are also in CCC. Um, game of the week for match day three is Vancouver at San Jose. Both of these teams um, getting 
Or did Vancouver win the first round? Well, San Jose did, but both of these teams, um, they're they got playoff. They're they're they got a good chance to make the playoffs this year. Should be a good one in San Jose. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, San Jose at home. Uh, Ethan, what about you? I'm also gonna take San Jose. Usually, when I take San Jose at home, it works out, and I'm gonna stick with it. Matt, what about you? I'll take Vancouver. Um, I'll pick my my golden boot, Brian White. Um, mm. I thought they performed well in CCL, even though they lost. They got a tough round one matchup. Yep. Uh, yeah, she obviously had to play a really good um, Mexican side uh, in the first one. And then uh, match day four, uh, we have Orlando versus Atlanta. This game is in Atlanta. I'm picking um, Orlando. Shout out to Nico, who came in off the bench and already scored for Orlando, um, fitting in very well. Um, So I'm picking Orlando in this one. Matt, what about you? I'm picking Orlando. Orlando, they're an awesome team. I think they've got a real shot. They're one of those Eastern Conference contenders. All right, Ethan, you can pick a tie if you want, or you can pick Atlanta at home. What are you going to do? I'm going to have to go for Atlanta. It's Orlando's a better team, but I feel like it's it's silly to bet against Atlanta at home. All right. Those are our Game of the Week predictions. Uh, more games coming up as, obviously, uh, this week, uh, Game of the Week, uh, it is Red Bulls. Houston Sounders playing Austin today, NYC, NYCFC playing St. Louis, Nashville, playing Colorado. All those games coming up later today. We want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at WECB Football. Follow us on YouTube at footballislife.wecb. Thank you for tuning in uh, there live if you're listening there. Uh, On Instagram at footballislife.wecb. Send us questions at footballislife.wecb at gmail.com. Or uh, contact the show at our website, footballslife.net. The next episode is going to be live on our YouTube channel. That is Football is Life WECB on Sunday, March 17th, around 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll be live uh, after spring break. And then after that game, we will be back in the studio the following Saturday. Thank you so much for tuning in here on uh, WECB, the underground sound of Emerson College. And until next time, football Football is live.